0: Hey Survivors, Makeshift here to remind you that the Apocalypse Post is brought to you in no small way by our Patreon supporters. Join the ranks for early access and exclusive content with support levels now named for fancy Fallout ridden factions like the $2 per creation Drifter or the $7 Wastelander. Knowing you've got my back has helped me dedicate more time to this channel, spreading love of the post-apocalypse and less time on stupid real-world stuff. Sign up right now at Patreon.com slash Post. What happened? We did this ourselves. So I Where is everyone? Hey there, survivors. Makeshift here, uh, recording this second episode from a random hotel here in Evansville, Indiana. I'm still working on this TV project, Um, will be for a while, but um, you know what? Here we go. We're just going to keep these rolling out. So I'm super excited about today's episode. We're going to have a very interesting chat with a fellow I've met here. He's actually part of the crew. His name's Jonathan, but uh, you know, we gave him a wasteland name today, J-Rock, and he's just going to have to deal with it. (laughs) And actually, I wish I could say that I had something to do with it, but he kind of brought it on himself by showing me a little video, and we're going to hear uh, a piece of that during his interview. But um, one of the things that I find really interesting about the post-apocalypse world, about our little community, is Preppers. Uh, There was a reality show based on Preppers. They often show up in post-apocalypse movies as, as the one that's ready for it, the one that's going to be the hero. Um, often they're cast in a very good light, but, um, J-Rock as he'll be known today is not only a prepper, but he's actually a former prepper. He went through the whole thing, almost two decades of prepping for just about everything that could happen to a man, to a family, to a human being with just about anything that could go wrong in the world. He was pretty much getting ready for it. And, um, It's interesting because he no longer does that. And for reasons we'll tell you in the upcoming interview, I think it's really fascinating. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this. Uh, He is a great storyteller and uh, very funny. (laughs) And um, you know, I applaud him for being able to talk about such, oh boy, things get deep, but he handles it with great brevity, brevity, levity. Not brevity; it's an hour long. <laughs> Anyways, here we go. Let's just jump right into it. This is uh, my new buddy, Jonathan J. Rock, talking about prepping. And um, here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Former prepper, Jonathan.
1: Hi there.
0: Hey, Jonathan, how you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I had some wings, and I love wings. Now, how before,
0: are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I had a salad. You had, you had these delicious looking hot wings and I just had to eat, uh, like a chopped cabbage salad. I was going to offer to split them with you, but you made a salad. So I was like, oh, well, yeah. he's, sorry. There were garlic Parmesan on everyone. sorry. right. I'm going to have something better after. I bought them from
1: message redacted. And so, yeah, they were delicious.
0: <laughs> oh man. Now, um, during the course of the show, do I refer to you as Jonathan or do you have like a wasteland name?
1: A Wasteland name. I'm so sorry. What is Wasteland? Okay,
0: well, Wasteland's the the post-apocalypse festival. But basically what I'm saying is, do you have a festival name? Do you have like a code name? I I don't, but I kind of want one now. How do I determine this? Well, you can just make one up, or I can give you one. Why don't you give me
1: one? If I like it, I'll go with it. But I have veto power.
0: What do you think about the code name,
1: J-Rock? I think that's terrible. (laughs) I think it would come with a voice. It sounded like a radio host. Like, hey, welcome to W6Ford. I don't know the call signs, but it says J-Rock in the morning.
0: Can you play that video for me one more time?
1: Oh, shut up. All right, fine. I was I was on a TV show, and we were at a radio station. and There was a microphone, and I got bored. We are live today at WRBO 103.5. RB and b for the uh, mid-south. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. This is J-Rock in the
0: Morning. <laughs> Shout out to Memphis. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going with J-Rock today. Oh, God. All so, right. So, J-Rock, you are a former prepper. Correct. Can you, for anyone that doesn't know what the, uh, the hobby, was it a hobby? I don't know. I think it, it was a compulsion, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would, you tell, would you tell us, for anyone who doesn't know what the compulsion of prepping is, what is prepping? All right, so prepping is,
1: you know, we all we all prepare for emergencies. You know, we've got that, that extra 20 in our wallet in case we need some cash. We keep a jump starter in our car in case the battery goes dead. Well, sometimes you want to take that a little further. Like, what if all of a sudden the power goes out and all my neighbors are starving and I don't want to do the same? Um, so prepping is preparing for bigger events like hurricanes and post-apocalyptic scenarios and wars where you may be on your own with no one else to support
0: you. That makes perfect sense. And, but what takes it from like, okay, so let's say you live in in Florida Mm -hmm. and you do need to be ready for hurricanes. And a lot of people are, you know, you've got your gallons of water, not in your basement because there's no basements in florida but you've got some some gallons of water stowed away maybe you have a deep freezer so you have a couple days of stuff uh maybe a generator to you know keep that freezer running but what takes it to the next level of like prepping versus just being prepared
1: sure so uh i used to live in puerto rico and we had a hurricane closet had water food not enough to laugh for a couple days but um I mean, I could tell you how I became a prepper. Is that a thing we we go into now, or do you want to hear that later? Uh,
0: Let's save that for later. (laughs) Okay. Because I just want to know, you know, where's that line? Where is the
1: line? So once you start stockpiling ammunition to go hunting (laughs) on your own or to fend off your starving neighbors, once you have... Um, a year's worth of food and rain collection systems for rainwater. I think that that begins through the line. You start stockpiling antibiotics because you don't know if the pharmacies will be open. There's, there's a, it's a, it's a, a gradient, but then it becomes, it hits a hard line. And did you cross that line? Oh yes. I crossed
0: that line. <laughs> <laughs> were, was there any particular scenario that you were prepping for or was it kind of across the board?
1: It was across the board. I was prepared for pandemics. I was prepared for uh, civil unrest. I was prepared for hurricanes,
0: chemical attacks.
1: Uh, it, was, it was a broad spectrum
0: spectrum. So, all right. So when we're talking about like a toolbox which we're not until right now. Now we're talking about a toolbox. Yeah. Did, did you have a different kit for each of these scenarios or was it just kind of like one big kit that, that was one size fits all?
1: I had a basement that was the HQ, I guess. <laughs> and then I had different go bags with different loadouts. So if we had to go, we could, like I lived near a nuclear power plant. So there was basically like, we just have to get a couple of days away and maybe we can come back later, or we've lost everything for life, um, and like all the uh, so that one. I mean, okay, I have to know where the valuables are. You know, like where's the family photo album because that used to be a thing, and uh, you know, the irreplaceable. <laughs> those have to come with us because it's a possibility. Like the place is irradiated. Uh, There's other times where it's, uh, you know, I was remember the whole anthrax scare. I do. Do you remember the whole, like they, they could use gases against us. Right. Uh, my wife was pregnant at the time. And so I built a closet with an air compressor in there so I could vent out some of the air and create a positive air environment. So hopefully it would push, you know, there's no gas coming in because the air is going out. So if there is some sudden gas attack, cause that's a possibility um we could at least maybe survive the initial onslaught i don't know it, it got deep
0: wow okay so give me give me an idea of just how far you took it i i understand you've got a basement hq you've yeah. got a bunch of different go bags was this like did you have like a bunker down there could you have could could you have survived in this basement and how long could you have survived for um so i had a year's worth of food i
1: had a year's worth of water um i mean everyone says that till they get thirsty Um, I had over a hundred thousand rounds of ammo 14 guns I had medications I had things to do I had seeds but I had like I hadn't read the books on how to farm so I was
0: wildly unprepared for that it was did you at least have a book on how to farm
1: oh yes I had a whole library Um, everything from I had a field surgery kit yeah thanks army surplus
0: any training in I had the pers- manual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you could only do so much. And this was an unhealthy thing I was, I was putting my effort into. Well,
0: so far, none of it sounds bad. It just sounds like you're getting prepared. So where's the unhealthy part come in?
1: It was an obsession. I had $5,000 worth of gold coins. It consumed my every... Like I went on a school trip to New York City, brought a go bag that had a gas mask in it. Which, by the way, I try bringing a go bag on the subway. I was
0: not a favorite. <laughs> just because it because it looks a little. I think we should get overkill. into
1: why this happened so all this makes sense. Okay. it just seems like confusing. Yeah, take us there. So, I had just found I was in college, yay! Um, and I had met a girl, and she's a wonderful person. And she got pregnant, and I got. Concerned because, you know, I'm going to be your father and you want to make sure everything's okay. How old were you at the time? 21. Um, then September 11th. Why do we call it the date? It's not September, you know, August 14th happened. Anyway, yeah. the attacks on the towers uh, happened. And that was scary because I lived in Connecticut, not far from New York. We all had friends in New York. Um, I lived near like the largest sub base on the, is that right? I lived in, in near Groton, Connecticut, where that's where they, they constructed and stored and housed nuclear submarines. Oh, wow. And so I'm driving across a bridge that was designed to, if there's some sort of emergency, it's one of the only bridges in the world designed to be pulled apart by helicopter. Cause if that bridge gets bombed, the subs are stuck. So as I'm driving over it, because I ran out to get my my wife a uh where's a girl from the time? Turns out it doesn't matter, audience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I went to go get her a cell phone, because not everybody had a cell phone at the time, and now now we needed one. Yeah. And as I'm driving on, over the bridge, I saw the submarines, the boomers, going out underneath me because they're being deployed, because are we at war? Right. Uh, and I just realized there was enough nuclear weaponry underneath my behind to destroy countries. And so that I'm sure did something to me. So I was a little worried a little concerned after that. Um, Not long after that happened uh, my daughter died. She passed away. Uh, She was stillborn again doesn't really matter for the story except for um, I guess the way I handled my grief was protecting what was left of my family. Oh wow. And so that's where I had that positive pressure room because shortly after the attacks, So, um, you know, that was the thing back then. Anthrax, it's in the air. Yeah. Um, and that's when I started prepping, you know, I started researching, you know, things that could go wrong and how can I protect against them? Because no one expected 9-11. Right. So who knows what can happen? So a little short, a little, had a go bag with stuff for three days. Tra-la-la, later in life. Uh, the Hurricane Katrina happened. Um,
0: yeah, just a few years later, really, right? Yeah, my
1: parents lived there. Uh-huh. So they lost their house. Uh, my dad's in the Coast Guard, so he had to... He's in helicopters while people on the ground are shooting at them.
0: Why would, why would they do that? Because
1: it turned into the Wild West down there. There were no police. There were no services. Right. Um, yeah, it
0: got pretty grim down there
1: not not everywhere but like there are people who took advantage of that Mm -hmm. i heard stories i'm not again i wasn't there but we all hear the weird stories of people like driving up in in humvees not military but just like that you know toyota forerunners and just looting shit because there's no one literally no one to stop them right again that could be conspiracy theory but but i heard it it's on the internet must be true
0: yeah well i mean Every time there's a protest, what what makes it to the news, right? It's the looters. Right. Right. So that's when I'm like, well,
1: that's a lasting event. That that lasted months for people. Yeah. So I need to up my prep game. <laughs> so that's when I started, you know, like I start, I started I bought my first gun that next week. Whoa. Uh got up to cause Do you remember they, what gun it was? It was a New England firearms twelve gauge. Uh, pump shotgun, and it was basically a clone of the Remington 870. Fantastic. Good choice. Yeah. it was. I mean, 12-gauge is good. And I got up to 14 guns, though. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you got to have different guns for different reasons and different seasons.
0: <laughs> uh. There's a... Uh, for anyone out there, uh, I'm still in the hotel room, uh, and my cat's with me, and he's decided now's the time to make it to the top shelf and start knocking things off. <laughs>
1: like i said for anyone out there like this is a post like are we are we reaching out to the post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic wasteland if you're if anyone out there can hear us we're talking about prepping today
0: <laughs> some fallout shit exactly i like it yeah fallout fans uh like this video great or, or episode and share it with your friends i'll tell you that later Hit don't that like don't... share and subscribe button exactly okay sorry uh Outside of Maui, Maui, Masterson, uh making his way around my top shelf. Uh, please continue. So that trifecta of 9/11, the loss of
1: my daughter, the you know, and then Hurricane Katrina, like that became like my focus. Like places I wanted to move originally I was like, well, I can't move to Atlanta because they're having a water issue and with bordering states, and that could you know, there could be drought. Blah 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 blah. Uh, California is always on fire.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, it's, it's kind of funny when you start thinking about, what the heck are you doing, dude? Yep. That was a jump. Oh, now it comes a leap, and now we're in ground level. Oh, now it's time for a quick snack. Um, Brought to you by our sponsor, Cat Food. When you start thinking about like natural disasters and and what could happen in different places, every, almost every state has something to look out for, right? Um, right. You know, the West Coast has a lot of uh, earthquakes. So does the East Coast, just a lot smaller. Um, Until that San Madrid goes right? up. Right. And then, of course, water is an issue in most of the country. Florida is slowly going to become ocean once again. Um, oh, my God. Cat, if you, you want to be on the show. <laughs> you have to sign the release. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like how we, we pause
1: for the cat. Thank you for that. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> what would be the safest state if, you know, if we had to stay in the United States? Do you have a safest state that you figured out?
1: It honestly changes a lot. You know, with climate change just going through, like Fargo, North Dakota was 101 degrees yesterday. Fargo? It was this highest ever recorded since 1929 or, or something crazy like that. Wow. Today is supposed to set another record. Meanwhile, it's 77 degrees in Texas.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, climate gets flipped quite a bit these days. Which is terrifying because that changes a
1: lot of things. We're we're reaching a drought level in the w- in the West that's a tree, approaching the uh, drought level of the Dust Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all those out there who, do, who are not familiar with the Dust Dust Bowl, it sucked <laughs> for a lot of people. What's that book about? It like um, it was, it was like required a reading for for uh, so many people. I'm gonna Google it. So you talk real quick. Okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, here's what I know. California has been in a drought for a long time. They actually had one year with no drought. And they were like, we're good. And then by the next year, they were like, uh-oh, drought again. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. But, you know, we have better irrigation systems than ever. The grapes of wrath. So oh, I, of course. It
1: was the, so read that if you want to get a little more intimate with it. But uh, basically, yeah. the drought caused all the... Um, The crops to dry up and the soil to dry up and literally blow away. It was just sandstorms. These people had no way to get food, no way to make money. And then there were sandstorms like, (laughs) like
0: God, earth just Just shitted on them. Yeah.
1: Oh, can we swear in here? Of course you can.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. This is, this is an adult show. This is a safe place. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is. So,
1: so yeah. So what's safe now? I don't know. Yellowstone. While very unlikely now has a chance of blowing up.
0: Yeah, there's the volcano there that's right. been showing signs for a long time. Yeah, but on a geological scale, yeah, that could be
1: forever. At the same time. Yeah, you know, like the lottery, the chances of winning in the power world are so minuscule, it's almost pointless.
0: And yet every
1: time And yet someone does it. So mm-hmm. it's very a very small chance it's gonna blow up tomorrow.
0: Yeah. But Te- there is that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 100% on the day it happens. It's <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, water levels are rising. Water, the temperatures are switching. Texas froze. That's right. There's no safe place anymore. It doesn't matter. It's okay, what about four Worldwide. Four- Worldwide, yeah. Is there a safe place in the whole world? Like Mars? Elon Musk has it right. <laughs> we have to leave. <laughs> There's no safe place anymore. Because um, even if it's safe, it probably has some political turmoil. Hmm. And if it doesn't now, just wait. It's
0: a good point. Things are going to get weird globally. I don't know if you want to switch to geopolitics. Nah, All right. That's a dangerous zone. But here's what I do know. Things get weird, but they get weird in a in a at a pace that we just acclimate to. For now, yes. Yeah, like if something happens overnight, that's that's tough. You know, Katrina, that was overnight, and, oh, yeah. and people were scrambling for a long time. Um, tornadoes happen overnight, and the people that are in the in the path, uh, that's a that's an overnight like change of life. But then six months later, they're fine. It's your normal.
1: Yeah. I moved to, to Memphis, and I was not familiar with tornadoes. And I was always on the lookout when there was a storm. But it turns out sometimes tornadoes come at night. <laughs> yeah. You don't even think about it. You're sleeping, uh-huh. and all of a sudden in your dreams you hear a freight train. Yeah. Because that's what tornadoes sound like. Uh-huh. And now the next thing you know, your house is being ripped apart with you in it. That's terrifying. All right, continue.
0: I actually had that experience in Nashville, the tornado <laughs> that came through last year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I was less than half a mile away from where it came through and i heard the freight train it was like thunder that never stopped and uh i was like i don't know what that was and then of course you know you read some tweets and you're like that was the tornado oh wow let's go see and we drove down and we walked into the war zone it was nuts wow just telephone poles down people walking around the streets confused cars with their windows smashed like church steeples that are now down in the road That was wild. And more than a year later, there's still... Like, the scar is still there. There's still people that haven't fixed their roofs. There's still boarded up windows. There's still businesses that, you know, are ruined and hopefully rebuilding. Like, a year later. It's nuts. So, would you like to hear about what I'm
1: scared of most that could happen? That would be a catastrophe. Yes, please. We live in a new era. Uh We live in an era... Oh, I shifted everybody. Uh, we live in an era where... So warfare back in the day, if you lived in the middle of somewhere, you don't care so much about the war. It's, it's sad, but it's not going to affect you. But now these days, you know, you have nukes, which could affect a lot of people. But the worst, the absolute worst audience is attacking a country's infrastructure. Is it possible? Do you remember the colonial pipeline last
0: week
1: <laughs> two weeks ago <laughs> yeah. that was just some hacker that was someone looking for money yeah there are so are you familiar with the sucks Worm? no wait no <laughs> there was a there's a type of virus called a worm yeah i i couldn't explain the difference but it sounds cool so the worm infected and I'm, I may be a little off, but nearly every computer on the planet. It was insidious. It didn't do anything, though. It didn't do anything. Except for this one, it was programmed to attack this one particular uranium gas centrifuge in Iran. And so this worm was designed to get everywhere so that somehow someone would bring in a USB drive. There'd be some connector connected to the, to the network that's, you know, got that air gap Mm -hmm. and it did infect it and it caused it to speed up to a dangerous speed while giving a safety rating of okay and blew up.
0: No kidding.
1: They investigated the worm and it was so sophisticated. They said this wasn't the work of a person or a group. This is a state level effort. Likewise, a lot of, they think it's the U S and Israel.
0: I I was just trying to think about, you know, who would want to do this? Who would want to do that? And uh, I can only think of (laughs) two countries.
1: That's right. It was uh, it was um, Greenland. (laughs) (laughs) Those nasty greens. Sorry. sorry, Greenlanders. Greenlanders. Um, So my biggest concern now is you could do the same thing to a power grid in the U.S., which we know is. Definitely not fragile, right, Texas? (laughs) Um, So they could disable power, which with power comes water. Uh It also comes gas pumps. Uh If you knock off the whole East Coast, you can't even get the fuel in to bring food to the grocery stores if they were even operating. That's very true. You're all of a sudden, large parts of the nation have to scavenge or all of a sudden farm. I read the book a little bit turns up farming takes a minute you have to grow it it takes months you have yeah. to plant at the right time and have the right tools and knowledge right millions of people will die from thirst first then starvation mm-hmm. or their neighbors because people who get hungry get very strange that's that's true so yeah that's the biggest concern now how do you prepare for that build a farm four years ago <laughs> the end <laughs>
0: That's interesting because, yeah, when, when um, COVID hit last year, we saw shortages across the board. And, and capitalism kept and everyone it, working for the most part. Yeah. And right. This is the thing we kind of just pushed through it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we ran out of certain things toilet paper, uh, shortage on lumber. Um, but for the most part, they kept things going. Uh, I did stock up on some canned goods. Yeah. I've maybe spent $100 $100 in canned goods in case, you know, I needed a week. Haven't had to use them because the fresh food kept coming. Right. I had two months
1: worth. I I, I went back to my prepper days. (laughs) Let's just get rice, beans. Let's get some olive oil. Let's get some basics here. Um, Like prepper light? It was like, look, survival. At least I don't have to eat my neighbors. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I don't think that's a thing. I certainly wouldn't do it. But again... Hungry people get weird yeah. looking at you, Donner Party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, All what right. was it
1: John Cleese said? If God didn't intend for us to eat animals, he wouldn't have made them out of meat.
0: Or So Tasty? Which one was it? Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, you nailed it.
1: I think someone in that, in that post-apoca- post-apocalyptic... <laughs> I'm great for a post-apocalyptic podcast. Um, someone in that wasteland would be like, man... Steve is looking pretty delicious. <laughs> Who's Steve?
0: Steve's my generic name.
1: This is, everyone says like for the, Chad or the guy Kevin. You, Just
0: Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you um, if you got really hungry and you started getting that, that hunger tunnel vision and you look over at your friend Bob and you accidentally call him Steve and he's like, he's, he's on to you instantly. Oh yeah. It's dehumanizing. <laughs> like how many Steves do you know these days? I know a couple Steves. A couple. Yeah. How old are they? ones about my age most of them are older exactly yeah
1: no more steves it's yeah. a safe it's a safe name
0: yeah that's true good call yeah so it's like karen only in this case people that look delicious
1: no steve is <laughs> just a generic name for it's a it's a karen has a lot of negative connotations it does steve though steve is like it's just a guy it's just a guy
0: just guy it's just
1: yeah it's just it's just john doe yeah
0: but it's steve doe in this case steve-o Oh, that's different. a different guy. <laughs> different guy. Different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so let's get back to how far you were taking. I know you said you had water for a year and food for a year. Yep. How much space does that take up? Like, the, how it, many gallons of water did you have? Give me some numbers.
1: I had, I had so many. I had so many of these uh, big blue rain barrels, and I would, I would set up these tarps on the roof down to a funnel, to fill up these rain barrels. Um, and then I would... What did I use to treat it? I'd put, like, bleach in it, but just a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's just a little bit of bleach.
1: Yeah. Um, and so I just kept these barrels kind of in the shade in the woods but so i up against the woods. And um, just stayed there for the time. Uh, the basement was... It was a very large basement. And... I just... I had racks and shelves just filled with supplies and ammo and and cleaning and like I had everything I had toilet paper. You need to have, you know, soap, you need to have things to do. There's books, there's puzzles, there's, Uh um, like I tried to figure out what you needed for the hall, you know, like I don't, I couldn't survive for 14 years. But I don't think I'd want to if things turned into the pra- you know, little house on the
0: prairie. <laughs> well hopefully there would be some level of rebuilding happening. Which right?
1: is why I was like, let me just make it a year. Yeah. If shit isn't fixed in a year, I'm good. Yeah. I've read all the books, I've done all the puzzles, I'm done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I guess if you're thinking about like an atomic bunker where, you know, if the bomb drops locally on you, you need thirty years underground. Like that can't do it. That's hard. How do, nothing is going to, Could you imagine the type of food that you're eating in year 29? Right? Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't be good. That's not a life. No. And then there's a lot of like life-saving systems that need to stay operational for that long. Well, that's when you get into a vault. Right. <laughs> this like,
1: podcast <laughs> sponsored by Fallout. <laughs> I love Fallout. Me too. But here's the thing with hey, Fallout. It.
0: How many of those bunkers failed? The vaults. A lot of them. Right. But a lot of them were experiments. <laughs> they were all experiments. <laughs> no, some are just legit normal. Some are
1: controls. Yeah. So I guess that is an experiment. Yeah. Man.
0: <laughs> what a great idea. But you go into a lot of those vaults and, you know, systems are broken. The uh, in, a, in a lot of cases, rad roaches had broken in. like Ghouls. Uh, and if you think about, like, all right, the city of Ember, they kind of did that long. I think it was 100 years or something underground. Um, that th- you just start running out of stuff to fix stuff with. Right. Oh, and you know what the worst part of all that is? Guys, if we go,
1: if things get really bad, really, really, really bad, like had to start civilization from scratch, we're never going to reach the technological pinnacles we have. <laughs> no. we've What do you mean? We've extracted all the cheap oil. Okay. If we had to start from scratch, we would not have that hydrocarbon... Boost to fuel that revolution. Oh, that's interesting. Oh yeah, like this is it. This is like we have to lead the planet because if we fuck this
0: up, there's no quick save. I have never thought about that before. Because yeah, it's all deep drilling at this point.
1: And if we don't have that technology, if all that shit's broken, right, we can't do that without having the like we've extracted the coal we've cut down the forest, we've extracted the oil. So like what's left, we'd have to have solar. Like that doesn't require really incredibly rare things.
0: That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need a lot of rare metals. Uh, You need to be able to isolate them and, and. uh, We wouldn't be able to build the chips to build the machines to build that. That's a really good point.
1: Yeah. Huh? So we need to get this.
0: Correct. Get it right this time. <laughs> 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 that is kind of funny. Like, that makes me think of a video game where, you know how sometimes in games, you run out of your initial resources at some point, And if you have not built the next level, like resource extractor, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the game, um, Sur- uh, surviving the aftermath, which I've been playing quite a bit of. Okay. And yeah, there's like, what a fitting, it, a fitting it's a, name. It's a fantastic game. Uh, a lot of fun. Definitely burned some hours and, uh, I say way too late playing that stupid, stupid, wonderful game. Um, but yeah, so you, you have like this, you know, mile by one mile patch of land that you're working on. That's all you get. You don't get to expand. Oh. And on that, there are some resources. And you need to use those resources to build buildings. And some of them are uh, like these high-tech extractors. And once you get those up, you have an infinite amount of resources that you can extract. Not quite, it's just... The number is so high, you could never use it in the game. Okay. But if you get to the point of needing those extra resources and you haven't built that extractor yet, there is no way to get new resources. <laughs> like I mean, there's you're some, just
1: out. There are some countries that are stuck, you know, technological generations behind us. For that reason? Partially for that reason. Huh? You know, if you don't have, you know, all the, all the rich nations have what? Resources, all the poor nations. <laughs> Don't. Sometimes you just spawn on the wrong part of the map. Oh, another video game reference, and I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you mismanage your resources. Right. And on a global scale, that's that's it. Yeah. You can't even trade. There's no one to. Tra- oh, you can trade with Elon
0: Musk on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> For dog coin Oh my God. Or as he likes to call it, Doge. But it's obviously Dog. No, it's Dogecoin. It's Dogcoin. It's Doge. It was about a dog who didn't know how to spell. He was trying to spell Dog. Have you ever heard of Dog doge. talk? Doge. No, he, he wasn't. He didn't say Dog. Son of a bitch! But he wasn't writing like doosh doosh doosh. He was writing, "I am Dog, D-O-G-E. Well, unfortunately for him, and unfortunately Very for excite. the creator, the
1: fortune for the creator of the GIF. Sometimes the creators wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm still going to call it Dog Coin. All right, you, at least you don't me. call it GIF,
1: do you? It's not a GIF. It's a GIF. All right, we you, can we can accept this compromise and dog.
0: Yeah, coin. actually, the first time I ever heard about a GIF, a GIF, a .dot GIF photo, photography. Oh, um yeah. it was on uh, America Online, and I made a new friend in a chat room, and they said, "Have I sent you my GIF yet?" And I thought they meant gift, so it has to be GIF because it's a gift.
1: It's also a graphics interchange <laughs> format. You don't go to the. You don't go giraffics. to the zoo to look at the
0: graphics. Graphics, but if you were to say like JIF, giraffes.
1: like you go to the zoo and look at the gi- giraffe. Oh the shit! Giraffes? Giraffes. Are they giraffes? No, but it's- what no, if God not. came down and said, <gasps> like "My name is Jod" and left? J- <laughs> I guess we would call it a JIF, right? John, I like that. I am Jod. You will have none before me. <laughs> well, I've never heard of you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> all um, right, so back to the prepping. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing we can do about the global catastrophes that are coming. Uh huh. The civil unrest is coming soon, so all you gun people, I hope you've been practicing and ready to do terrible, terrible things, because that's what it's coming to. Otherwise, you're just a bunch of people with guns. By the way, yeah. I was, and this is terrible. You don't buy 14 guns to protect yourself and only have so much spoon water to just be like, I'm not going to figure out what my neighbors have. Cause what? So in a, in a post-apocalyptic scenario, things get very weird and the normal rules don't apply.
0: Yeah. Your tribe gets smaller. That is true.
1: Also your, um, your outlook on life has to change drastically because other people's have. Uh So you have to be prepared to, I'm prepared. My neighbors aren't. They
0: see the water barrels.
1: Mm -hmm. They're thirsty. What's their first step?
0: Hey, J-Rock, can we have some of that water? No, you don't
1: know what their first step is.
0: Oh. Oh, you really don't. I thought they might ask gingerly. And
1: that's why you would die in the apocalypse. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because your neighbors... You know, you, you think you may know them, but maybe their cousins are there because of the apocalypse. And maybe their cousins know better than to ask because you could say, no, you no, know you're on to them. Maybe they're just going to oh, take yeah. it. Maybe they're going to figure that in your house, you must have more than water. And again, things have gotten weird and they have to take care of their family. Mm-hmm. I'm taking care of mine in my way. They have to take care of theirs in their way. People's morality changes. Everything's excusable in love and war. They love their family. We're at war for for supplies. Yeah. So now you have to be prepared to kill your neighbors. Were you prepared to kill your neighbors? I was prepared for everything. Isn't that terrifying? Do you know your neighbors? I didn't. Well, this was, I've moved several times. They're safe. You're safe neighbors. (laughs) Um, I mean, I wasn't just like, let's go kill the neighbors and take their things. Yeah. Like I wasn't going to form a raiding party.
0: Okay. So you weren't going to go on the offensive. No. Did you ever barbecue with your neighbors just to like suss them out a little bit?
1: No, I, I'm I'm actually surprisingly kind of introverted.
0: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: I, I knew, I knew when I lived in Memphis, I, I, Never went to my neighbor on the left's house until his house burned down. Well, it didn't burn down. It's just a fire that shot through the roof. <laughs> um <laughs> wait, he,
0: hold on. A fire that shot through the roof? Oh was yeah. Was he making meth?
1: Okay, so the neighbor the neighbor I did not know him, so mm-hmm. I had a lot of theories. <laughs> I mean it's <laughs> he, Memphis. He seemed very nice. Uh-huh. Uh his his garage door opened in a strange way and there's a lot of wood in there. So I thought maybe he did like some sort of woodwork. Okay. But he also, and I'm very sorry, neighbor, he seemed like the sort of guy who buried bodies in his backyard. Oh, interesting. So I was very friendly with the So him, the wood might have I been in caskets? No, I just, oh, God. <laughs> what a dark thing. I remember one time his trash fell over and I went to pick it up and there was just, there was so much KY jelly. I didn't know. What? You could be KY jelly. I didn't know they could sell it in a container that large. Oh. Also, so many cigarette butts. And I'm just like, well, I've already started, so I got to finish. So, think of a stuff I was just like, all right, I don't I don't need to know this person. I know enough.
0: Huh.
1: Um I mean it sounds like he's having a good time. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, but like his house smelled like smoke from the from the street. Man, chain smoked. Oh god. Yeah. Anyway, he right. said smoke 2 packs a day. I quit. Oh. So, yeah.
0: Was there. this before or after uh you quit prepping? Oh, after. After. But I also wasn't smoking during prep, uh, in your prep kit, in your bunker, I had cigarettes in my. Bunker. How many cigarettes did you have in your bunker? I
1: had, I had, um, what you I call it, uh, cartons and cartons of them. Really? So to you're the guy- trade.
0: So from your place is where the deacon from Waterworld got all those cigarettes.
1: Yes, I actually sold them in bulk when I uh, <laughs> when I stopped prepping. So,
0: <laughs> do you want these uh, year old stale cigarettes? Why, yes, I do. People
1: would buy them after a year of no cigarettes.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Wait, so wait, were you saving them as currency, or yeah. were you saving them for you? Oh, I didn't smoke at the time. It was, oh, that was purely currency. Oh, you started smoking after prepping. Oh, like, like a decade. You know, decade. they say people with addictive attitudes have to replace an addiction. Did you replace prepping with cigarette smoking? Because that seems no. Maybe I no. don't know about which one's healthier. Uh,
1: <laughs> the smoking <laughs> was caused by, um, gosh. A series of events happened in my life that caused things to be very, very stressful.
0: <laughs> Wait, we've already, we've already established a whole series of events. Yes. There was a second series of events. Yes. All right. Tune in uh, to J Rock's next episode. Uh, we're going to change the channel to. Uh, we're going to talk about like more like psychological things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Let's let's stay on track here. All right. So. <laughs> um now obviously you did not prep forever um but how long did it last like how long were you in this prepping prepping mode
1: good question all right so from 2001 because September 11th yeah um past Katrina let's see hold on I moved from Still, I did it in Memphis mm-hmm. to a lesser degree, so it's kind of waning. Okay, um, so I guess I kind of stopped in 2018.
0: 17 years, you were a prepper. Yeah,
1: now it was most. It was the biggest between like Holy. 2007 and 2010.
0: So you reached a peak in the middle. Oh yes, that so. was I was ready for. Everything. Yeah, they always say prep on a curve. That's that's what I hear. <laughs> it's a bell curve. You can hear me coming. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs>
1: I even had like knife sharpening supplies. Okay, that like, makes sense. Like you had to have everything. You couldn't order things. You had to have everything. Isn't it's it funny so
0: that so much of prepping, it's practical. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to need this for this. You, if this happens, you're going to want this, this, and this. If you want to keep using these, you need this. It all makes sense. But then when you pile it all together, it starts to look a little crazy. Did you feel crazy at the time? (laughs) I I was crazy at the time.
1: So, (laughs) um, nope. Just I mean, (sighs) crazy isn't the word, but it's crazy adjacent, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely knew it wasn't normal, but... (laughs) It was the right thing to do, but you, but there's so much to it. Like everyone goes, buys a gun and ammo, right? Yeah. But then you have to have, you know, and if you're a good gun owner, owner, you know, you got a way to clean it. Right. But you also have to have replacement parts because remember you're on your own. Yeah. If your gun, you know, if something breaks on it, that's it. Yeah. You got all this ammo, better start trading with someone who probably knows you don't have a gun anymore. Also, I'd like to use this time to, to use, say a phrase I <laughs> learned. <laughs> Always be more afraid of a man with one gun because he probably knows how to use it. Oh, that's fun. People don't train. People don't train on their guns. You know, you buy uh-huh. a gun and you're like, cool. You, but what do you do? So I had a friend with a farm and we would we would shoot many, many weekends. I'd practice drills where you know it's jammed. Uh-huh. Uh, had an AK, literally buried it in his in his yard once. Came back two weeks later, dug it up, you know, banged on it, and then shot it just to make sure, like this thing can get dirty and work.
0: That's an AK uh, for you.
1: Learned my AR had a little problem every once in a while. Sent it back to the factory. Drove it because I got a, a Stag Arms, and they were in New Britain, Connecticut. So oh, I just funny. Drove it over to the factory. Yeah. They sent it back by U.S. mail was sitting on my doorstep an ar-15 i'm like oh fantastic insane (laughs) connecticut of
0: all states and the u.s post office that's hilarious yes what what won't they ship really i believe you can put a stamp on a potato oh yeah the u.s postal service will ship it
1: they don't there's a couple things that you actually cannot ship i don't remember what they are like
0: explosives but I had tannerite shipped to me. And that was a binary explosive. Huh. Okay. So you can ship explosives. Cool. Yeah. You can't ship human body parts, but maybe you could. I mean, if you overnight did it, can if you try hard <laughs> enough. And here's the thing with all postal services: what they don't know, they're shipping. Uh, they can't
1: not ship. Also, because it's yeah. the federal government, they can't really just go look because right. that is a violation of the Fourth
0: Amendment. I'll buy that. Yes, someone fact check us. <laughs> we don't have a fact checker on the show, so we'll just we'll just call it true. And great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so somewhere along the line, you decided to get out of the prepping game. Kind of tell me what was the catalyst for that, and um, what does it look like when you de prep? <laughs> so I lost my house,
1: which was a problem, and I was. I was on a show at the time, out of town, and... Like working a show? Yes. And I asked someone to do me a favor, because at the time, the power's out in the house. I'm like, look, I need you to go over and just take all the food out of my fridge. I need you to do it immediately. And she said, absolutely. Turns out she did not. <laughs> <laughs> and the entire, I mean, the entire house was taken by mold. Oh. 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 I lost literally everything I did not have with me on
0: the show. What? Okay. Okay. So back up. Uh, you're on a show. Yeah. Um, out of town. Out of town. Mm-hmm. Cause you're a... I, I work in the film industry. There we go. Um, <laughs> so sometimes just like uh, the reason we're here now, uh, sometimes you need to be out of your house for long periods of time. Right. So okay. there I
1: was in like New Mexico or, uh-huh. or Nevada. And I'm asking my girlfriend at the time, please do this thing because it's Memphis at 100% humidity. Yeah. Mold. Yeah. So, anyway, she forgot. And so, <laughs> mold took over. Like, I had to go to the house with a respirator. There what? were spores everywhere. Everything was green. Oh, no. Like, every surface had something growing up because the humidity let it grow everywhere. Uh huh. Everywhere. And so, some things I was like, I can hose this down with bleach. I had some Pelican cases. Those things survived. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> a lot of things were just lost. A lot oh. of things weren't taken because it's like, this is just... So, 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 a lot of the prepping supplies that weren't in Pelicans were gone. So, I just said, fuck it. I'm not starting over.
0: So, out of all the apocalypses you were prepped for, the one that you were not ready for was the mold apocalypse. The mold apocalypse. Well, I was prepared for it. I just... <laughs> My implementation of my girlfriend taking
1: the food out of the fridge. It's always, you know, the worst, the scariest part of a pandemic or a horror movie is the people. Yeah. They'll let you down. Of course. Or kill you. Have you seen the mist? Sometimes they'll turn into a religious cult and turn everyone against you. (laughs) That's the scary. That was so scary. He's like, fuck it. I'd rather
0: have the monsters. Right? Yeah. I'm going outside. Yeah, (laughs) That's certain death fine <laughs> yeah that is kind of scary though because you know there's no more reasoning with unreasonable people no there really and isn't that's just how it goes there's and always that's how gonna
1: people be, get when they get hungry
0: yeah and thirsty and
1: need to poop thankfully if they're thirsty they're not moving that fast
0: That's true That is true Like
1: there's a very narrow window Where they're they're thirsty and motivated to do things Versus thirsty and unable to do things
0: Yeah Because if you wake up dehydrated You get that headache You're just I'm just going to lay here for a while
1: And then your muscles start cramping And then you go unconscious And then Uh you die but hungry you can be hungry for weeks
0: <laughs> <laughs> just getting more and more psychotic
1: and you're getting weaker but like there's a there's a several week period where you are you are eager and willing to do anything that's true yeah you start, I fear you start hunger. seeing different yeah you get that you get that tunnel vision plane crashes like people will always start to think about eating people but that's 12 people at a time imagine 12 million
0: people there's going to be a larger number than you think. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's 7 billion people in the world now. Any apocalypse is only going to take out a certain percentage. Yeah. If at all any. I mean, if, you know, if we're talking like, you know, if COVID was a real 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 bad virus and it was knocking out like 80% of people, that would be pretty devastating.
1: That is when we wouldn't recover. Yeah. We'd yeah. lose a lot
0: of knowledge. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, what are we losing? Like 1% probably by the time we're done with this. And that's already a lot. It is. Like. And that's just what we're being told.
1: I don't believe anything anyone says anymore. Really? Who was it that said, hey, it, was it the CDC or Fauci's like, N95 masks don't work. Don't bother buying them. And then later comes out and says, look, we just really need to have the doctors have them. So it's like okay, like I understand the need for medical professionals to have this over the general populace. Yeah, I get it. However, you lied, which means I don't know what else you lied about, and I know for a fact you are a liar. So I just don't trust. Like the CDC is like, yeah, you can wear your mask outside without a mask. Can we? You can be outside without a mask. Yeah. Can we though? Yeah. I. It sounds right. Yeah. But you've lied to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. there is a vaccinated
1: l- people don't need a mask.
0: there's a lot of, there's a lot of policy that makes you question things.
1: They just want to get this economy going yeah. Like just say that. Yeah. Just be like, look, there's a chance you'll get it, but we're all going to die if this economy
0: doesn't get going.
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey guys, I'm just going to jump in here real quick because, um, me and Jonathan disagree on this ever so slightly. I didn't want to, um, you know, break up our, what was, we were having a great interview. I didn't want to step in and like get into this like political thing, but, um, the scientist in me and, um, that I'm, I'm not a scientist to, uh, But I am a science enthusiast. Anyway, I did want to clear up uh, a little bit about this because I don't believe Fauci was lying. I do believe he was wrong, but that's how science works. Sometimes we need to make a guess, do a little bit more research. When the data comes back, modify um, our beliefs. And I think Fauci is actually really good at doing that is um, as more data comes in he will give new best advice. Uh, And um, he explains it best in this clip. Here we go.
2: Back then, the critical issue was to save the masks for the people who really needed them because it was felt that there was a shortage of masks. Also, we didn't realize at all the extent of asymptomatic spread and that a person who could be without symptoms at all could be inadvertently and innocently Spreading it to someone who was uninfected when you don't even know you're infected because 20 to 40% of the people who are infected don't even know that they're infected. But what happened is that as the weeks and months came by, two things became clear. One, that there wasn't a shortage of masks, we had plenty of masks and, and, and covering that you could put on that's plain cloth covering. So that took care of that problem secondly we fully realized that there are a lot of people who are asymptomatic who are spreading infection so it became clear that we absolutely should we be wearing masks consistently so that was one of the things that i guess you could have said back then was a mistake
0: and i think that that's a pretty damn good explanation and when you know how science works uh, it's an ongoing thing. People get things wrong all the time. What we were taught in school 20 years ago is not the same, um, the same facts that are taught today um, because things have gotten better. We've learned more about DNA. We've learned more about dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, a lot of them had feathers, but I wasn't taught that. But as more information comes out, you update. And I think that that's what happened during this pandemic. Anyway, um, it does drive me crazy when people say that they outright lied. They didn't lie. They were wrong. Um, and as the data came in, they corrected, And I think that that's a sign of a good scientist. Anyway, let's get back to the episode because I know that I'm already getting uh, way too off topic here. Here we go. Get the Patriots out there. Oh, <laughs> 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 the ones that don't want to wear a get mask the anyway. the martyrs.
1: In Japan, there's some older people who are volunteering at Fukushima and they're like, look, right. yeah. We're going to get cancer for sure. Yeah. But it's going to be 20 years from now, and I don't think I have that left.
0: That's a really good point.
1: Yeah. That's a really that's, good point. That would never happen. Yeah. I mean, here. you're
0: going to die. Everyone's going to die from, what, heart failure or, or cancer anyway. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> or their neighbors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is this a constant thing that goes through your mind? Like, did you... So we're in a hotel right now. Did you, like, suss out your... I'm, I'm using suss out because... Among us, because because of Among Us, yeah. and it, you know, you're sussing, which mm-hmm. is a great verb for like for like vetting. Yeah, but it also automatically implies that you're suspecting them. I I, I right? try to roll high in insight. Yeah, just I... auto suspicion, s- oh. suspicion. I, I mean, I <laughs> suss out everyone. Period. Did you suss me out when we met? Always. What'd you get from me? You're funny. <laughs>
1: you're you've got a good vibe. You have got a good spirit. You're a You would be eaten first in the apocalypse, but I would miss you greatly. Why would you say that? You're too kind. You look for the good in people. I wouldn't be
0: like, here's my arm. Please have a bite.
1: No, you trust someone and they would turn on you. Oh, damn. Yeah, because that's that's the thing. People are terrible. I've seen things
0: with people, and everyone can change. This is one of my favorite questions for Mm -hmm. people in the Wasteland community. Okay. Uh, if you were in Mad Max. Okay. Which one? Any of them. Fury the, Road. the Mad Max. Yeah, it'd be Fury Road. Okay. Yeah, all right. You're in Fury Road. Are you a good guy or a bad guy?
1: There are no good guys.
0: What? There are no good There's guys. There's lots of good guys.
1: Who? Like,
0: Max is... A, a, Max
1: killed people. Kind of he held guy. up a train. He just had empathy at one moment. He held up a train? I'm sorry, not the train. that he. What movie are you No, watching? No, no, the, the water truck. I'm sorry. He... With Charlie's Theron, oh, yeah. he held it up.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, all all Mad Max movies are about Mad Max going from his, like, loner survival back mm-hmm. to, like, helping people. Well, but, at least... but do
1: you call a person who holds up a truck at gunpoint a good guy?
0: Uh, no,
1: he ends up being We're a good guy. We're all guy, bad okay, guys. Okay, that's a good It's point. just different well, levels of bad guy.
0: Can Can Charlize be a good guy? She had, she had the best at heart throughout
1: that whole movie. Yeah, but best at heart, is that what makes you a good guy? I mean, Hitler had the best at heart. No, he did not. He did. He banned smoking because it was bad for his people. He 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 did a lot of good for the country.
0: Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, But he we, we all can agree he was a bad guy. Yeah,
0: that's true. Okay.
1: So intentions don't mean a thing. All right. Chairman Mao wanted to help his people, and he did, by killing 20 million of them in a famine in the meantime. Is he a good guy? I don't think he's Look a good guy. Look at China guy. now. Look at where they were. Yeah. Some people in China think he's a good guy. Uh, so everyone is a bad guy. It doesn't matter what your intentions are. In the Mad Max universe, if you're a good guy, someone will take advantage of you and you're dead
0: very, very soon. Uh,
2: so would I
1: be a good guy? Impossible. I'd be dead right
0: away. But all right. So check this out. Mad mm-hmm. Max, um, the road warrior. Okay. There's the, the, the people that live at the refinery. Okay. or at the pump but they can refine i don't know they live at the at, at the oil place okay uh they're all working together they're all pretty much good guys
1: okay it's a movie sir
0: but all i'm saying is they they were working together and it's possible to survive Garfield by can't actually talk by the way oh my god <laughs> this was a hypothetical question it's not <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically yeah well, well, yeah. Would, be... you, would you be with the survivors and like get along and work together? Or would you yes. join? However, outsiders would be enemies, and I wouldn't be the nicest of guys. Okay, that's fair. But yeah. that's all about, I, I mentioned earlier. Like Mad if... Max, I would raid my neighbors and take their shit. <laughs> if that's what you're
1: looking for, because like, there is a very limited amount of resources. And yeah. look, if it comes down to you or me, I'm going to pick me.
0: I, and I think everybody would. Which is why you
1: have to watch out for your neighbors oh, in the post-apocalyptic yeah. scenario. Like, it sounds terrible. <laughs> it's not like a... It's something I had to really come to terms with. I'm not like, hey, man, let's go kill the neighbors. Like, that's terrifying. But they are thinking that about you. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point.
0: All right. <laughs> and you don't know which ones. Kill or be killed. Eat yeah. or be
1: eaten. I'm probably going to eaten.
0: I mean, you do... Like, let be real. J-Rock, tell me about, tell me about your diet. And why it makes you an extra tasty human being. Oh, man. So everyone,
1: <laughs> I eat nothing but meat.
0: That's it. That's all.
1: I mean, cheese, it's meat adjacent. And eggs, because that's just pre-meat. <laughs> but that is my entire diet. It's a, it's a no-carb diet. Uh-huh. I used to be fat. Well, I mean, I still am fat, but I used to be fatter. I used to weigh 333 pounds, uh-huh. got down to 218. Uh-huh. Uh, my cholesterol went down. I'd never felt better. I slept better. Your cholesterol went down.
0: Yes. That's the opposite of what people say should happen.
1: Yes. Well, when you're fat, your body changes its, its hormones. When you're fat, you start to release more estrogen just by being fat. Huh. Um, so as you lose weight, your hormonal balance changes. And so something just lined up like, Oh, this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so I eat fatty meats. So like chicken breast doesn't do it. Turkey. Really? Turkey. Yeah. So I eat like the flats of chicken wings because they're fattier. I eat ribeye. I eat burgers and I put butter in everything. I have done the butter and coffee thing and that's great. That'll get me through to lunch.
0: Unsalted butter.
1: I used to put salted butter in there. (laughs) I liked it. Um, Unsalted, but some butters had way more salt than others. And that was gross. Yeah. Um, I like the European Lando Lakes butter. It tastes... If you're going to buy a butter, I think that one. It's in the black box. I'm not sponsored by them, but I am willing to. Um, Send us
0: samples. (laughs) Send me samples in the mail. No, wait.
1: That's terrible. Uh, I also leave my butter out on the counter. Yeah, me too. Okay. well That's That's the best way to do butter. But it has to be salted butter. Has to be. Because that unsalted butter goes bad quick. Well, that's
0: for sweet things like coffee. I put the salted butter in there. (laughs) I like it. I don't know, man. It was... Crazy, uh, did were were you a, uh, a pure conor, car, carnivore uh, when you were prepping? Like, did you? Oh have to, no! Did you have to think about like hunting and stuff at the time? I mean, I thought
1: about hunting.
0: Uh huh. Because I thought about everything. Have you ever hunted? No. Because <laughs> here's the thing: I don't think I could do it. I and even if I could, I don't. I have no idea how to clean an animal. I had a book. You had a what? I had a book. <laughs> Another book. I had a book. So you had like agriculture um, uh, basic surgery for idiots. And you had <laughs> like a hunting book. I had like 200 books. Really? Just for prep stuff. Oh my God. I also
1: had a laptop, like a, one of those like Chromebooks or like knock off the ones uh-huh. that was super energy efficient yeah. and a solar charger for it. And on there I had videos and eBooks. And so I could technically, even with no power, be able to watch a tutorial on something fantastic like i didn't have time to absorb the breadth of human knowledge
0: yeah but you would
1: but i would do it on demand yeah yeah (laughs) i'm hungry i should go hunting like look i'm not gonna be great but i'm gonna get lucky and then i'm gonna get better
0: because hungry people they're motivated (laughs) Um, i mean i was pretty motivated anyway yeah um okay so uh what what I, I think I asked earlier, and I don't know if we got it. What was the catalyst for you to stop prepping? Be, uh, after oh, I lost af- everything after the house. So yeah, it was literally like my what supplies did you are replace gone. It?
1: Fuck that! Really? I was
0: already kind of. I'd already. It was already like an afterthought. Okay.
1: Like a bunch of stuff was in the attic. I was letting food expire. I didn't. I just had a closet full of water. I didn't
0: have rain barrels anymore. You just got normalized again. Yeah, I just.
1: I was. I mean, I had a leg up. Uh huh. But anything that lasted longer than a couple of
0: weeks, it was survival mode
1: oh gotcha yeah i had a generator uh-huh but it wasn't gonna power the house you right know, like <laughs> yeah, you could,
0: yeah i've got enough to run like the fridge
1: just for a couple days because yep. after that that is a liability totally i mean it's a liability at first because everyone knows you had it uh-huh but if it's only three days people aren't gonna kill
0: me in three days i i hope not What was memphis though yeah <laughs> hey let me get that generator <laughs> no they don't ask yeah um That's why. That's why you get killed. Okay, so so you're literally losing interest in prepping, or did did you did was there like a psychological change at the same time where you're like, maybe I I don't need all this. I was getting
1: over the grief of losing my daughter. Yeah, I mean it never goes away, but like I don't feel like I have to prep for the apocalypse (laughs) Uh anymore. Um, Also, it's it doesn't matter. Like I'm not living on like if I lived where hurricanes are happen, I'd
0: have a hurricane closet. Yeah,
1: Um, if I lived near a nuclear reactor again. I would have a little go bag.
0: Maybe some iodine pills.
1: Yeah. But like, yeah, but like, that's it. Yeah. Because right now it's, it's going to be big. It's going to be all the U.S. loses power. and Like, that's it. I'm not prepped for that. How could you be? Some people are, and I just, I don't live that life. Yeah. I'm not going to buy a silo and have <laughs> fucking like acres of farm and like goats or something. Yeah. I, I don't live in Montana. I can't do that. Right. So I just, I, I guess I give up at that point. Huh. I'm going to die with the, I'll be in that first wave with hundreds of millions of other people. There's no shame in that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So now that you're like kind of out of the prepping game, Mm -hmm. what do you think about people that are still in it? Like, do you, do you see them as, oh yeah, that makes sense. Or do you kind of see them as like get a grip?
1: If they could get a grip,
0: they probably wouldn't still be doing it.
1: Really? Yeah. I mean, mild, look, we live in a different society now. It's, If you were a homesteader back in the day, it was totally normal because it made sense. Uh, now I think it's inevitable that we're switching to this really fragile digital society. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's a way to really, really avoid that. We're getting very close. We're going to connect the rural community to the internet using Starlink. Uh, that's going to happen soon. That's going to change a lot of things with them. And we're either going to strengthen this, this network, of of digital living, or it's all gonna fall apart, and it doesn't matter what your prep is, because we're we're all collectively gonna fall so far. You've gone back to the stone age. Yeah. Like if you're the only ones who prepped, and you don't know how to operate that oil rig, uh-huh. that oil rig's not running, <laughs> and also the guy of the helicopter is not bringing you to it. We've made it very complicated.
0: That's true, and and you know we live in a society where everyone kind of specializes in their own job. Yeah, and so you need. A township in order to run, like you need all these people doing all their different things. Um, that's hard. It is. It'll exist. Like you've seen The Walking Dead,
1: it happens. Yeah. Are they happy? Are they <laughs> happy in The Walking Dead?
0: <laughs> I mean, could anyone be exactly? There's there's a constant existential crisis happening.
1: And what's what's their end game? They're just going to survive till they die.
0: Well, I mean, that's what our end
1: game is anyway in real life. I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. I'm enjoying myself. But right still, now. like life is good. My job is fun. I have hobbies that I really enjoy. I get you to could, go out. I get to, when all that changes, man, I don't want to be a subsistence farmer, <laughs> you know, like it's, we're going to go back to the feudal system and I'm not a baron. I'm baron material, <laughs> but I'm. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Huh. So what's the, what's the point? Yeah. I will prep for small things, anything okay. beyond a week. I'm just, because once it if it's beyond a week, yeah, if you don't have a way to get somewhere, it's gonna be a very very. It doesn't go oh a week in three days. It yeah. goes a
0: week. Fuck it, eight years. Yeah, forever. It is kind of wild because yeah, I mean, it's evolution is not the survival of the fittest. It's the survival of those most able to adapt. And humans, we're fucking great at adapting. And so as long as you can continue, so there are a lot adapt, of things
1: that no longer exist. <laughs> Well, yeah. We're a blip on the ecological timeline.
0: Yeah.
1: We could disappear like so many things have lived longer than us. Okay. And so many things live shorter than us.
0: Okay, I'll buy that. But here's the thing
1: everything's turning to crabs anyway. <laughs> Look at evolution. Like, seriously, everything's <laughs> just evolving to crabs now. We're
0: all sea peepers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have seen that crabs have um, come up. A couple times in evolution in separate lines is that true
1: yes that yeah. that was not an exaggeration things are still continuing to evolve into crabs <laughs> i mean they are without cre- having a crab-like ancestor really yes it's just like the crab is the move in the ocean right now <laughs> it's it's <laughs> apparently the most resilient huh? all these other things are dying and crabs will
0: reign supreme is that why you keep sidewalking all the time
1: oh <laughs> yeah i'm trying i was doing my zoidberg <laughs> evolving into a crab
0: yeah all right so as a um as an ex prepper as a former prepper uh will you continue to keep like a go bag or just like a a basic prep do you you feel like you've learned lessons just to make you better prepared for like the worst case scenario rather than the every case scenario
1: (laughs) yeah man (laughs) so sometimes when i travel i didn't do it on this show and i should have uh, sometimes when I travel places, I have a uh, a pelican that has all my cannabis supplies in it.
0: What? That's my prep. That's your prep. That's it's just my like prep. If if everything goes to shit today, I'm gonna get fucking high.
1: No, man. It's it's a pelican that will have a water pipe uh-huh. and a water pipe cleaner because I learned that from prep. You have to bring everything. <laughs> I'll have uh, I use a vaporizer, uh-huh. cleaning supplies for the uh-huh. vaporizer, a charging cable. Like literally, I could take this anywhere. And I'm set for weeks. To smoke weed. Hey, man, I'm an evolved prepper. <laughs> I prep for the everyday solution. His work was hard. Let's relax. Like, if I liked alcohol, I would have a Pelican case. I would have a very fine whiskey and a whiskey glass. Okay. And some, like, little things. That like, like what do you call them? The whiskey cubes? Because I don't know if oh yeah, the little ice p- would be available. The
0: little stone guys. Well, how would you refrigerate your whiskey cubes?
1: Well, like, right now... um, I don't want to necessarily go walk down to the ice machine, but Uh I don't have a, uh, what do you call a a ice tray in my freezer? But Let's say I couldn't go get an ice tray. I had my whiskey cubes. Okay. Like it's little scenarios I'm prepared for because I used to be a prepper all in a secure Pelican. That's, that's, that's like a vestigial limb. That is the vestigial part of my preppers. I will prep for small things. Like I'm like, I'm going to go out. I have a small bag that has a, a battery charger. Cause your phone might go dead. Uh-huh. Um, it'll have like right now it has a backup mask and has some hand sanitizer. And I take that with me almost everywhere because at heart I'm still prepared. I always have a flashlight. I always have okay. a knife. I have yeah. a lighter in my pocket. I don't even smoke, but I have a lighter. I'm always prepared, but it's it's come down from the gas mask in the New York subway, iodine pills in yeah. there, water, and food for three days just in case New York turns into some battle zone. Yeah, so
0: now you're just exercising like really good Boy Scout preparedness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, I like it, but I will, I am. I prep for everything. Everything has a little pack, a little. I have separate backpacks for work, where I can like, what am I doing today? I don't have to repack it.
0: Oh yeah, I have a separate bag. Yeah, totally. And I gotta say, you are a very well prepared guy. Well, thank you. Yeah, and I wasn't oh, prepared oh. for this interview, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> My well, preparation was I ate like wings.
1: <laughs> you
0: did good. Well, thanks. My yeah. first podcast, everybody. I'm yeah, sorry you con- had to suffer through that. Congratulations, J
1: Rock. You did great. Oh, God, I gotta hate that nickname. <laughs> A terrible J Rock. It can only Jay be Rock. used in
0: obnoxious, like radio voice. Yeah, well, that's the the persona. You know what? Here's the thing. My, My audience mind. is gonna really appreciate the obnoxious. Well, thank you very much. It's J Rock on the podcast, post apocalyptic now. <laughs> I've got one more question for What's you. What's that? Okay, so um, in the movies, preppers are always shown uh, to be like you know, usually they're. Um, Disheveled Disheveled and <laughs> Crazy it, it, people On the verge of insanity But When the shit hits the fan They become the hero They become like The one who Kind of Can save the day You know They've got guns They've got traps They've got food They've got everything Um Those people would lose their shit In a real scenario I'm too. sure they would But I gotta say One of my favorites Of all time Is Like Bert Bummer From The um, Tremors series Do you remember that guy? Barely. Oh, sure. He's he's a lot of fun in that movie, and yeah, he's he's. He had a, all the guns and stuff, right? Yeah, he had all the guns. He had MREs, meals ready to eat.
1: Didn't he have like a, like a like a little like vault or a little like house full of stuff? Oh, he was fully loaded. He had okay. everything. I uh, remember.
0: He was like an ex-military guy, so he would had all the military stuff. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite movie prepper? Like, who's the prepper god? Oh God, <laughs> I didn't really,
1: you know, like look up into anyone. I didn't uh-huh. really like. Like I wasn't part of the community. Oh, fun! Yeah, is there was, a community? There, there, there are several communities. I actually, I got a lot of prepping info from this one website. I think it was like zombiesquad.org.
0: Uh, yeah, that's right.
1: And they did preparation under the guise of a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so it'd be like, all right, the zombies have happened. Nobody can go to work, so there's no power now. What do we do? You know, or like, there's you know, the, the zombie apocalypse would cause so many of these life-changing. Like, there's no food. You got to grow. Um. And then, of course, they have a separate section of like, you gotta shoot them in the head because there's zombies. But yeah. most of it was serious. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really participate. I just read. But there was a camaraderie. They would have meetups. They'd have teams. Um. So, yeah, there is a community. I wasn't part of it, though. Huh. So, I also didn't like watch movies and be like, I want to be like him because they're all crazy movies. All of them. Right. I mean, they're Until lot of- the
0: shit hits the fan, and then you're like, I want that guy on my team no, you don't yes, you do no,
1: because he's still crazy <laughs> except for now he's crazier and he has a god complex. That's the neighbor you kill and get his stuff. oh, interesting because he's gonna because he's already lost his shit. he's killing you <laughs> but, he's,
0: but he's prepped for that. yeah, exactly.
1: he's prepped for it, but like the movies people yeah. they're crazy mm-hmm. you can probably defeat that <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, know? huh. you brought up um prepping for zombie. Apocalypses, yeah. and I feel like that's a great way to go because you're getting a little bit of every apocalypse in that, right? Yep. You've got the disease apocalypse. You've yep. got the infrastructure apocalypse. Your You've got attack invasion. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's a natural war yep. type apocalypse. Uh, so you have a lot of things going on. Um, uh, you could survive in a bunker theoretically, For, but there's no end to a zombie no. apocalypse. So like you well, survive in a bunker, but to what end? Well, think about like twenty-eight, what twenty-eight months later, twenty-eight weeks later. Which, oh, whichever one the, the, the zombies had, like, eventually had died because if they don't eat, they do eventually well, they like out die there. again.
1: Yeah. So they were trying; they were working on containment. Yeah, exactly. Which, if you remember the movie, failed.
0: It always fails, <clears throat> which makes the movie more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would happen in real life; it would fail. Yeah. We're all terrible. Yeah. So
1: no, we no couldn't favorite. even handle the coronavirus. We were really bad at it. Just stay inside for two weeks.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That's really hard to do. Two weeks, guys. Yeah, and we yeah. all
1: we need are essential services like DoorDash and Home Depot.
0: Yeah, but um, you know, it, the the biggest thing there is um, freedom. Oh God. You know. How did that turn into a political issue? I don't know. In any case, yes, zombies have
1: everything. They did. They did kind of contain it. Uh huh. I'm trying to get back to whatever your point was.
0: <laughs> there was really no point.
1: Great. They did. They contained it and failed. There's. <laughs> you, you survive in a bunker, but like, zombies are forever. Yeah. You know, and if they're not, they've killed how many people? Uh huh. You're literally whatever's in your bunker. It's all you got. Yeah. That's not a way to live. What's that? Cloverfield. Hmm. That was a nightmare.
0: All right. Last thought. There are people out there in the world. Yes. Some listening to this podcast. So sorry. That. Prior to this, we're thinking, man, I should really be prepped for a worst-case scenario.
1: No, do it. That's your thought. Fucking do it. Don't deny
0: yourself. Oh, okay.
1: I just lost the thought. (laughs) (laughs) I lost the will to live, and therefore I'm not a prepper.
0: (laughs) So all in all, you would still say it was a positive experience?
1: (sighs) Mine was a compulsion. Mine wasn't a, you know what? I have rationally decided this is a way of life for me this was filling a hole of grief that was never filled so maybe for that reason i mean it could have been worse i could have been an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> instead i prepped man whenever there's emergency
0: i always had batteries too yeah
1: oh man the batteries go out in a remote or controller don't worry i have four thousand of them
0: did you get really excited when someone like needed something you're like i got that yes yeah
1: camping was always great too i feel like if you're a good camper you'd probably be a good prepper
0: because if, camping if you're, is...
1: If your disaster is having to live in the woods, yes. Yeah, but... For a short period of time with resupply. <laughs> with, with city runs. <laughs> Everyone thinks they can be a... Man, even with all my prepping, I would probably die very quickly in an apocalypse.
0: I mean, that's everybody. That's the whole idea of the apocalypse, right? I had
1: not practiced many of these things. Huh. I could shoot. I could store things. I had good logistics. I would never have had a farm in time. I never would have been a successful hunter. I never would have repelled my neighbors. I would have something. You can't one man band this. And I tried to, and I would have died quickly. And someone would have taken my resources. Like I would have been terrible at rust. (laughs) Um, but if somebody wants to take it seriously and live a lifestyle, go for it. You know, if, if you, you know, people have gambling compulsions, they should seek help. If you have a compulsion to prepare for things and it's a compulsion as opposed to a, a, a lifestyle you've chosen, actually have gotten help. Yeah. But if you want to do it, fucking go for it. It's a great thing. You're prepared.
0: Oh no. How terrible. That's true. Most hobbies <laughs> are a waste of resources. This one would be a gathering of resources. Yeah. It, you know, and by waste, my God, do your hobbies. They're fun. They're fulfilling. They are, and and you know, you're only going to become a better person for them. My brother got into whiskey over the
1: pandemic. I got into cannabis. <laughs> He can, he's not, oh, he, but he, he drinks like one glass.
0: Okay. So a connoisseur, not yes. like, like drink as much whiskey as I can.
1: I don't know if the the man hasn't gotten drunk in, in years. Oh, fantastic. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Like he just likes the taste of it. He's pulling out the notes of the Oak. Oh he's yeah. He's pulling out the, the flavors. I don't know. He could probably identify the water that they use. I don't know. He's, yeah. But it's so cool because like what a great hobby you've, you've gotten deep into something. Yeah. Um, and if that's what you want to do with prepping, go for it. Awesome. Far worse, far worse hobbies.
0: And with that, we're done. All right. Well, we're signing off. Yeah, we're going to sign off. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this is the last time I'm going to call you this, J-Rock. Uh, thank you, Steve. <laughs> Wait, did we talk about Steve on the show or was that we before did. the show?
1: That was on the show. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> then
0: it was a good callback yeah yeah there you go comic this is fun everybody I
1: hope you enjoy it make sure to subscribe share it with your friends and let everybody know uh, about this guy right here
0: awesome and uh, if you didn't enjoy the show share it with your enemies along with a case of gallon sized mayonnaise cans that are guaranteed to never go bad ever <laughs>
1: and don't forget to rate us everywhere you listen to your podcast it's apple podcast spotify give
0: it a like and that way
1: uh, the algorithm will catch it
0: yeah exactly thumbs up likes the five stars subscribe all right bye everyone <laughs> see you next time survivors stay alive